Welcome to Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau. I'm Dan Cassidy, and today's special guest is Missouri Farm Bureau President Blake Hurst. Blake, if you would, tell us how important is agriculture trade to Missouri farmers? Well, we uh, depend on trade a great deal. Almost all of our products uh, have international demand. Um, they, they they end up in international markets, uh, whether it be cotton, soybeans, corn. Uh, and in the last few years, we've seen a great and very encouraging growth uh, in exports of Missouri-raised uh, meat. So cattle uh, and pork products have seen an increase in exports as well. So it's important to us. So it's not just raw commodities. Uh, value-added products are, are as well are, are important items for us to export. Yeah, one of the uh, things that when we did, uh, when American Farm Bureau did the analysis of the Trans-Pacific Trade Agreement, uh, we saw an increase in profits for uh, before for grain producers. But what was interesting about that was it wasn't because of any anticipated increased exports in grain, uh, but what we saw was an increase in exports of beef and pork, uh, both of which are fed, of course, Missouri corn and soybeans. So so we saw the, in, the increase the in, increase in incomes to grain producers indirectly because of international trade. Okay. Uh, President Trump is concerned with China's disregard for intellectual property rights. The issue has been festering for some time, and he recently announced new tariffs on Chinese steel and aluminum. Is it important the U.S. takes a stand to protect intellectual property rights, and if so, why? Well, it is important, and and when we talk about intellectual property rights, we're talking about uh, really interesting and exciting new technologies. We're talking about software, but we're also talking about things as simple as knockoffs of U.S. handbags or U.S. Uh, uh, clothing uh, or tennis shoes. And uh, when people have um, done a great job of marketing their products, when they've invested in design, when they've invested in in computer programmers, and they have a brand new product that really is different than anything else on the market, and when they see that maybe even only weeks later uh, being copied in China and sold at a very much lower price, uh, that's a real concern. Uh, we see it in uh, U.S. agriculture with uh, Chinese uh, and foreign uh, spies actually stealing our seeds and trying to replicate uh, some of the uh, some of the most uh, cutting edge technology we have in in seed breeding uh, we just saw just saw a, a Chinese or a, a, a foreign man and sentenced to 10, 10 years in jail uh, because of some wheat seed that he had stolen from where it was being researched in the US so we uh, we do need to protect this intellectual property rights China has a long history of ignoring uh, the, kind of the norms, the raw, raw, excuse me, the laws, the rules, uh, just they don't act the same way that other countries do, and it's a real problem. It seems that Missouri has some advantages in world uh, markets. Uh, can you tell us why that might be? Well, uh, we're uh, we're uh, we're got a great system of inland waterways, uh, both the Missouri and the Mississippi, mean that we can ship grain quickly and cheaply to the Gulf. Uh, we've got a great infrastructure of public and private institutions that do research, whether it be the plant science corridor from from Columbia over towards St. Louis, or it be the animal science corridor uh, from the University of Missouri back over to Kansas City and, and St. Joseph. Uh, some of the leading companies, companies in the world uh, in agricultural research are located here in Missouri. That gives us a tremendous advantage. Not only that, but we're the crossroads of the nation uh, with uh, you know big and important interstate highways, transversing our state uh, with a rail system that gives us 
cheap and easy access to Mexico and Mars to the South, we really should be the NR, uh, perhaps the most vulnerable to trade disruptions, but also see the greatest benefit from international trade. The tariffs on steel and aluminum set in motion a series of retaliatory measures from both the United States and China. What are your thoughts on, on the announcements to date? Well, it's a real concern. I mean, it it's important. China is different than other countries. China acts differently on uh, international trade than other countries do. It is important that we try to do something to, uh, to, to bring their actions, to bring their norms, uh, to bring their ethics closer to the world, what's accepted in the rest of the world trading system. On the other hand, if we have a... Uh, continuing round after round of retaliatory tariffs, everybody loses. And the first people that will lose are, are U.S. and Missouri farmers. Uh, it's no no uh, accident that China's retaliation came back against Missouri and agriculture, uh, Missouri and U.S. agriculture exports uh, because for a couple of reasons, they're very important to our economy here in the U.S. And of course, Missouri farmers are active politically, uh, will make a lot of noise. Uh, we'll talk about the importance of trade to our industry, and China knows that as well. You know, and it seems like to to this point, uh, farmers have been very supportive of of President Trump, uh, specifically things that he's done recently with regard to regulatory reform. We had a tax relief measure that passed. So, do you think that this changes that in any way? Well, we'll have to see how it shakes out. I mean, he's 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 playing high stakes poker. He's made a huge gamble uh, with our futures. Uh, and if it pay, if it works out well, if we see within the 60 days before these tariffs actually go into effect, uh, if we see negotiations going on, if we make progress in protecting intellectual property rights, uh, if we see some protections for U.S. Uh, people who, who invent things, who market things, uh, who lead the world in so many different industries, if all those things happen, uh, then, then it's a gamble that pays off. Uh, if we continue to see round after round of tit-for-tat uh, tariff increases, then it'll be a disaster, and uh, and Missouri farmers will be on the front lines of that war, uh, and it's not a good place to be. So it, it seems like, at least at this point, that it's proven that the Chinese retaliatory measures are, are targeted agriculture, where they believe they will uh, hurt a great deal. And so, as you've you've mentioned, it it will have economic impacts, uh, political impacts, if they're actually implemented. Uh, if we look out sixty days. Uh, at that point, what do you think the impact will be on farmers? Well, the only thing I've uh, study I've seen so far is one done over at Purdue. Um, you know, it's a, an econometric study where they've just pumped in the new new reality uh, into their model of their economy. They're talking about a seventy percent drop in U.S. exports to China soybean exports, a forty percent drop in overall. Uh, soybean exports, because clearly there'll be some substitution going on. We'll find new markets if we can't sell to China. Uh, they're talking about a tw- almost a 20% drop in U.S. soybean production and, of course, a commensurate drop in prices and farmer incomes. And that's just in soybeans. So when you spread that uh, to pork, to beef, to corn, uh, to all the other uh, uh, agricultural goods that are traded internationally, uh, it'll have a huge effect on agriculture. We've seen uh, this year the forecasts are for the uh, lowest farm income in 12 years. Uh, we've seen five or six years of straight straight years of economic or of uh, income drops in agriculture. Uh, we're not in very good position to uh, to take another hit uh, to our industry. So we've got to be concerned about what's going on in China trade. 
So, so Blake, just the mechanics of a, of a tariff. So essentially, does that make our products more expensive uh, to the Chinese and thus they look at uh, competitors uh, of the United States to, to take care of their, uh, of their imports? Is that kind of how this works? Yeah, I mean, it's a. They're talking about a twenty-five or twenty-five percent tariff, and so if uh, if uh, soybeans uh, were ten dollars yesterday, when that tariff goes into goes into effect, they're going to be twelve dollars and fifty cents. Clearly, that's a that is a uh, a real big real big change if you're a pork producer in China, uh, and uh, they're going to look elsewhere to uh, to replace those soybeans. So what will happen is they'll go to Brazil, they'll go to Argentina. Uh, they'll bid up the price of soybeans in those places, take them away from from people that are now presently buying from Brazil and Argentina. Those people come to the U.S., so we will see some substitution. But overall, uh, the overall amount of trade uh, will go down, and uh, the losses will be fe- fe- felt pretty quickly in um, on Missouri farms. So do you think that those markets uh, that we potentially lose because of price – how easily will we get those back when this is all resolved? It, well, that's a concern. I mean, going clear back to the Russian grain embargo, uh, we build up relationships, we build up uh, uh, credit credit channels and all those things. You, you get used to doing business with a certain place, with a certain country. Uh, when we no longer can do business there, we build up new habits. Uh, so I think there will be a, a slowness of China to come back even after this is over because they won't see us as trustworthy. So at this point, what are your thoughts on how do we defuse this situation? Where where do we go from here? Well, I think we trust that uh, there is a strategy uh, that uh, the Trump administration was very clear as they as the uh, Trump campaign rather is very clear as they ran for for president that they did not think that uh, international trading was uh, going well for the United States that there need to be changes. Uh, they're implementing those changes, and we have to hope that they. Uh, will, in the final analysis, um, take into account what's happening to U.S. farmers and uh, make some make some agreements that uh, protect our interests. Could you could you explain? There's there's been a lot of talk about uh, trade deficits with with China, and really perhaps the the per- perception that many people have on on the impact of these announcements on our uh, on a trade imbalance may be uh, incorrect. What are your thoughts on? You know, the, it's been stated we have a significant trade imbalance with China. H- how will this be impacted? Well, I think that uh, there's a really an interesting and very important distinction to be drawn uh, between concerns about theft of intellectual property and concern about tr- trade deficits with any particular country. In other words, uh, it doesn't matter if we have a trade deficit with China. Some countries we have uh, surpluses. Some countries we have deficits. Uh, U.S. agriculture obviously has large surpluses with you know with overall trading balance in agriculture, but we really shouldn't care what the deficit is with any given country. I have a huge deficit uh, with a grocery store at Turkio. Our family does. We buy there and we sell them very little. Uh, I have a huge surplus uh, with a local grain elevator or the local ethanol plant where we take our corn. Uh, neither one of those things keep me up at night. It all balances out. Uh, we have an international trade deficit overall because we are uh, uh, an attractive destination for foreign investment. We're attractive destination. Our treasury bills are are in demand all around the world. Uh, people want to keep their money safe. They put it in the United States. Uh, when that happens, we take those funds uh, and uh, buy buy things from other countries. So, so in a lar- very real sense, our trade deficit is a, is a uh, 
sort of a remnant uh, that uh, as a result of our our attractiveness as a place for people to invest their money and of course the budget deficits that our federal government runs so so we should not be overly worried about trade deficits with any one single country not really terribly worried about trade deficits overall uh, but I think we can be very concerned about people who steal our intellectual property or steal our ideas to what extent should the United States look to international bodies such as the World Trade Organization to help negotiate this kind of trade dispute? Well, that's what we would in a, in a in a perfect world. That's what we would see happen. And obviously, we've uh, we've had cases against foreign countries that we've won in the World Trade Organization. Foreign countries have had cases against us that they win in the in the World Trade Organization. And one of the dangers. Uh, of what we're doing now, one of the dangers of this uh, of putting tariffs on an individual company, country to, to to negotiate with them is that we weaken those uh, international organizations. Uh, so you would rather, uh, maybe it would have been better to approach this uh, in a different way. Uh, but the Trump administration has has chosen what they've done, and they've certainly got everybody's attention. Uh, so we're going to uh, we're in, we're invoked, uh, embarked on a grand uh, experiment here. And uh, we're going to find out whether it works or not. And it's certainly of interest to all of us that uh, that grow things in Missouri and across the United States. All right. As we uh, as we close this edition of Digging In, just one final uh, question, if you would, for just a minute, put your, your farmer cap on. And, and you might explain, uh, where are we in the growing season right now? Uh, so as uh, farmers take a look at these issues, uh, where are we at the cycle, uh, the production cycle? And... and Maybe as a as a farmer, does this impact your any planting decisions for this year, uh, and why or why not? Well, we uh, saw yesterday. Of course, we're we're speaking the day after the uh, the tariffs were announced, retaliatory tariffs were announced by China. We saw a pretty good hit to the grain market, forty cents, um, as it opened, and then they came back a little bit, as it often does. Uh, so far, it will not make any changes in our planting intentions. We're seeing a late spring. We've got five inches of, of snow at home on Easter, so we're behind the behind the eight ball a bit on timing. But I don't think farmers will see uh, will make uh, huge changes in their planting intentions because of this. There, I think there's still optimism that uh, the Trump administration has a plan, and that uh, we'll 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 come to a good conclusion. That sounds great, President Hurst. Thank you for being on this edition of Digging In.